because it's in these moments when you are stepping outside your comfort zone where you create a new space for yourself to thrive. You create this new space for yourself to experience expansion because you are putting yourself in these uncomfortable, uncertain, and unfamiliar situations where you are given the opportunity to grow. And welcome back to the Advice My Friends Ignored podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Brothers, and today I wanted to talk about solo travel. If you've been following me on social media for a while, you might have known that I just got back from my first solo trip ever to the United Kingdom. I went to London and Edinburgh up in Scotland, and it was absolutely life-changing. I really came back from this trip feeling this new sense of confidence and a higher self-esteem and just this new appreciation for life as a whole. And so, so I really wanted to dedicate a whole episode to share the things that I gained from my solo travel trip with the intention to maybe inspire you to book your own trip and for you to, you know, take that leap outside your comfort zone and do something super spontaneous and adventurous for yourself and go on a trip all by yourself. Solo travel truly teaches you so much. You learn so much about yourself, but you also learn how to be alone without feeling lonely. And I think that was one of the biggest takeaways that I gained from traveling to a foreign country all by myself. Solo travel really just helps you break free from all the limiting beliefs, all the fears, and all the expectations that you're holding on to within your mind because you are taking that leap outside your comfort zone. And what I always say is that true growth and true expansion are right outside of your comfort zone. You don't grow in your comfort zone. So when you take that leap outside of your comfort zone and embrace solo travel and embrace those fears and surrender to all of those limiting beliefs and expectations, you are forced to grow. You are truly forced to rediscover yourself you are forced to face all of those fears and all of those limiting beliefs and all of those expectations that you are maybe unconsciously still holding on to. You are forced to face them and you are forced to let go of them. And because of this, you grow. You grow immensely and it's just such a beautiful experience to go through. So I am super excited for this episode to just dive into all the things that I gained from my first solo trip ever and also just share some of the experiences that I had that were extremely eye-opening and really helped me shift my perspective on things in terms of myself and also just life in general. And maybe this episode will inspire you and motivate you to look into booking your own solo trip. Whether it's your first one or you've been solo traveling for a long time now, let this be your sign to take the plunge. (laughs) But anyways, let's dive into this episode and start learning and growing together. So if you've been following me on social media for a while, especially on TikTok, because I'm a little more vocal on TikTok than I am versus Instagram, you might have known that I just left my eight-year relationship. So I'm in this very interesting point in my life where I'm all about taking risks. I'm all about just embracing change and embracing life and embracing all of these fears and limiting beliefs that I've been holding on to for so long that have really prevented me from stepping into my true self and the things that I really want to experience out of life. And so 
since I left my relationship, I've just been trying to say yes to more things. I've been trying to just say yes to new experiences, yes to new people, yes to new opportunities, and just immerse myself in this experience of life because the meaning of life is to experience life. And that's what this chapter of my life is about. I'm really just trying to fully embrace life in every single way that I possibly can. And so that was the intention behind this trip. I've always wanted to travel solo, but for the longest time, I made so many excuses. I made so many fucking excuses as to why I couldn't do it. I didn't have enough money. Oh, my partner couldn't come. The timing's not right. I have to work. I have to do this or whatever it may be. And since I've been on my own for about three, four months now, I've had a lot of time for self-reflection, a lot of time on my own to just figure out what I even want out of life. What do I want to be doing with my time? And I realized that a lot of the reasons I didn't travel as much as I wanted to was because of my partner. And I'm not blaming him by any means. I will never, ever speak poorly of him. But you know, a lot of times when you're in a relationship, you want to do things with your partner, right? That's why we're, we get into relationships. We want that person to experience life with. We want someone by our side to go through this roller coaster ride with us. And I feel like he and I just had different perceptions of what we wanted out of travel. And that kind of prevented me from taking more trips. And also like our schedules were different. Our views on finances were different and just things along that nature. And I let those things dictate, you know, my vision of the future. I, I wanted to travel so badly and I let these excuses and these fears and these limiting beliefs prevent me from doing it. And I could have traveled solo all along, but because I was in a relationship, I felt it was something I shouldn't do almost, or, you know, I didn't want to do it alone because I had someone to travel with. And so I guess now at this point in my life, I realize I don't have anyone to travel with. <laughs> I just have me. And that's totally fine. I went on this trip to London and Edinburgh and realized traveling alone is awesome. It is truly just the most incredible experience. And that's obviously what I'll talk about in this episode. But I realized over the last three, four months of being entirely on my own that, is that I don't have anyone else. So if I want to travel and experience life and do specific things that I've been dreaming about, it's on me to do them. I can't be waiting on anybody else. I can't point the finger at anybody else. Like I can only look in the mirror and be like, you are the only one that's responsible for your life. You are the only one who is responsible for how you move forward from here. If you want to travel, that's on you. Make it happen. If you want to up-level your career, that's on you. Make it happen. If you want to do anything with your life, there's nobody else to blame or to point the finger at other than the person that's staring back at you in the mirror. And I had many of these revelations, which are things that I already knew, but I think when you come out of a long-term relationship, you really are slapped in the face with them even harder because you're in the thick of it. When you're in a relationship and you, you know, have these revelations that you are the only one that's responsible for your own happiness, your own well-being, and your own vision of the future, it makes sense. And we understand these concepts, but then the moment that you actually are on your own, it really is just this massive awakening where it hits you in the face really fucking hard. And that's just something that I've kind of been working through for the last three, four months is that it really is just me at the end of the day, you know? And I preach this all the time on this podcast, right? It's that the most consistent thing in your life is the relationship you have with yourself. And like, you are your longest commitment 
in this life. So it's important that you are always just taking care of you and taking responsibility for your own life and your own actions, your own feelings, and your own behaviors because it's nobody else's responsibility. It's yours. And so as I've been going through this breakup, I've had all of these realizations and a lot of time to just self-reflect on where I am at in my life, where do I want to be, and how can I get there? And one of the things that I really want out of this life is to travel more. I'm a Sagittarius rising in my big three in astrology. I'm a Leo, Cancer, Cusp, Sun, Virgo, Moon, and a Sagittarius rising, in case anyone wanted to know. (laughs) And I also have my North Node in astrology in Sagittarius as well. And so your North Node in astrology basically is about the energy that you're meant to step into in this life. You have a south node and a north node. Your south node is usually the energy you're in for like the first quarter or half of your life or whatever, but at a certain point you are meant to step into your north node. And for me, that is Sagittarius. And Sagittarius energy is all about teaching. It's all about learning. It's all about embracing new things and taking risks. It's about traveling. It's about embracing new philosophies and just really stepping outside your comfort zone. Like that is the energy of Sagittarius. Sagittarius is this fiery, passionate, adventurous zodiac sign. And that is what I want out of this life. Like I want more travel. I want more adventure. I want more spontaneity and I want to take more risks. And so that is really what I'm trying to work towards going forward in my life. And so this solo trip was a big step in that direction for me, even though I was only gone for like eight days. It was still a life-changing experience. And also just touching a little more on astrology is there's this thing called astrocartography and it's basically a a chart or a map of the world that tells you where you will best thrive in the world based off your natal chart. And when you're looking at your astrocartography chart, there's a few planet lines that you want to look out for. You want to look for your sun line. The sun is all about ideal self-expression. It's where you're going to feel your most confident and most passionate and ideal self and you're going to have a higher self-esteem and you're just going to feel more in alignment with your true essence and that's the energy of the sun, right? And another planet line that you want to look out for is your Venus line. Venus is the planet of love and creativity and romance, and so you want to look out for this line as well. And then the other line you want to look for is Jupiter. Jupiter is the planet of abundance, luck, expansion. So you want to look for your sun, Venus, and Jupiter lines when you're looking at your astrocartography chart. And so the reason that I'm telling you this is because the reason I chose to go to London is my sun line goes right through London. I've been to London before. When I was 18, I went with my best friend for New Year's Eve and you know, obviously when I went, when I was 18, I went with much different intentions than I did now. And I had no idea about astrology or astrocartography or really anything that I know now, right? (laughs) So when I saw that my sun line went right through London, I was like, wow, I already love London. I'd love to go back now at this point in my life, at this phase of my life, and see what the energy is like there. And I am not kidding when I say I felt absolutely magnetic in London. 
I truly felt the most confident I've felt in years. I felt electric. I just felt so at ease and prosperous and abundant and confident and happy. And I just felt like my best self. And on top of that, I also attracted a lot of work opportunities while I was there and met the most incredible people. So I just am really glad that I chose to go to London out of all places because it just really goes to show that your astrocartography is absolutely accurate. And another thing I would just want to mention about astrocartography is that you don't need to move to these places on the map. You know, you don't need to pack up your entire life and move to Denver because it says that's where you'll best thrive. Like, you can simply travel to these parts of the world just so you can get a sense of what the energy is like. You absolutely can move to these areas, but you can also just visit them and see how the energy feels different in certain parts of the world. And how it will impact your love life, your career, and just your overall well-being. I will link in the show notes where you can look up your astrocartography chart as well as your astrology chart if you're interested in learning more. I think it's super eye-opening and can also just give you insight on, you know, where you will best thrive in the world. I personally have always loved England, so it's so funny that my sunline goes right through it. And I also have other friends who have always felt callings to specific places in the world where their Jupiter line goes right through, or their Venus line goes right through, or their sunline goes right through. So I definitely encourage you to check it out if you are interested in learning more. But now let's talk about solo travel. Why is it so important and why should you do it if you feel an inclination to do it? The first thing that I learned about solo travel was that you get to rediscover yourself in a new light because you are no longer surrounded by a single person that you know. Therefore, you are liberated from the expectations of your friends, your families, and colleagues back at home. The moment that you travel to a new place where you're surrounded by all these new people, you are liberated because nobody knows you. Therefore, you have the freedom to express yourself in any possible way that you desire because nobody has any preconceived notions about you. Nobody has any expectations on who you should be, how you should act, what you should be saying, or how you should feel. Nobody knows you. Therefore, you have this freedom to express yourself creatively in whatever way feels right to you. I stayed in a hostel when I was in London for two nights specifically with the intention to meet other solo travelers because staying in hostels is the ultimate way to meet new people in my experience. I stayed in hostels before when I was in London the first time when I was 18 and I've also stayed in hostels when I was in Costa Rica back in 2015 and every single time I've stayed in hostels, I have met the most incredible people from all over the world. This time I met some people from New Zealand, Australia, California, New York, Michigan, India, and just from all over the world. And I'm so grateful to have met these people. Also, a side note, I feel like every time I'm traveling or stay in hostels, I meet a lot of Australians. I don't know what it is about that continent, but they're doing it right. I feel like Australians are just always traveling and living their best life and I respect the hell out of it. Also, they're so blunt <laughs> and funny. Um, so I appreciate that too. But yeah, I highly recommend anyone who is thinking about solo travel to stay in hostels. Yes, it's 
an uncomfortable experience a little bit, especially, you know, me being 30. Like, I would prefer a hotel room, you know, that's a little more on the upscale side because I want my, I want my sleep. I want my rest. I want my privacy. But for this trip, I was like, I'm going on this trip with the intention to meet new people, to have new experiences, to embrace the uncomfortable moments of life and just to put myself out there, right? And so I figured staying in hostels would be the perfect way to do that. I had three roommates who were women because I chose that and and they were all first-time solo travelers. So I was like, this is so weird. And they were awesome. They were such sweet women. And I didn't get a great night's sleep. I'm, I'm going to be honest. The two nights I was there, I don't think I slept more than four hours because my bunkmate snored like no other. <laughs> it was awful. But I was like, you know what? I'm only paying 30 bucks a night for this room. And ultimately, this is two nights of my entire lifetime. Like, I can suck it up. And plus, I gained so much from being at the hostel. I made so many friends, friends that I still talk to you today. Like, I'm still in contact with a lot of people that I met. And, you know, if I ever go to Australia, I have people I'm going to hang out with. If I ever go to California, I have people I'm going to see there. And if I ever go to New Zealand, I have friends there now too. And it's just, when you meet these new people, it's so life-changing and so eye-opening. It's so life-changing and eye-opening because, again, you get to show up as whoever the fuck you want to be. I remember sitting at the bar in the hostel with all these new friends that I made and I verbatim said what I just said to you guys. I said, it's so cool being on a trip by yourself because no one has these preconceived notions about you. Like, I don't know anything about you guys and vice versa. So we have this freedom to just express ourselves in any way that feels right to us. And there's no fear of judgment because it's like, there's nothing to compare who we are to, right? And they were all in agreement and we just vibed and it was just a really incredible experience. So that's the first thing that I gained out of solo travel is that I got to rediscover myself in a new light. I got to show up as whoever I wanted to be because no one knew me. No one had any idea of who I was or what my values were or what my past was like. No one knew a single thing about me except what they were seeing right in front of them. And that gave me a lot of confidence and also just this sense of liberation to be like, this is me, <laughs> you know, like this is the version of me that you get to see. I hope you like it. <laughs> And branching off that, the second thing that you gain from solo travel is you stop caring about what other people think about you. Because this is, it goes, this goes hand in hand with the first one. Because when you recognize that, you know, you're around all of these people who have no idea who you are, you don't care what they think about you. When you finally leave your comfort zone and leave your hometown and immerse yourself in these new places with all these new people, you have this massive realization of, of how big the world actually is. You recognize that there are 8 billion people in the world and not one of them actually cares about you or what you're doing. And I don't mean that in a mean way. Of course, people care about you, like your friends and family, they care about you and your well-being. But when you're out in the world traveling, you see all of these people just living their lives. And ultimately, you are just a fragment of their mind in a blip in time and vice versa. So it's like, who cares what they think about you? Who cares if they see you taking selfies or 
dancing in the streets or getting shit-faced or eating alone or doing a tour alone or whatever it may be, right? Who cares what they think? Because ultimately, you're never going to see these people again unless you have the intention to see these people again, right? But I remember being in Edinburgh one of the days and I took myself out to lunch because it was a beautiful day and I wanted to sit outside and just like embrace all the scenery and all the people around me and do some people watching while I enjoyed a nice meal. So I went up to a host at a restaurant that had outdoor seating and said, do you have a table for one? And they sat me at a table for four. And of course, I had a lot of fears and insecurities come up in that moment because I felt almost embarrassed that I was, one, taking up space. I felt embarrassed and ashamed that, like, I'm taking up a table for four just for myself. You know, I'm taking away business from this restaurant and from this waiter. And I also had fears of other people looking at me being like, oh, that's so sad. Like, she's eating alone. Like, what's her story? Blah, blah, blah. And I had all of these fears and these limiting thoughts come up in the moment of me just trying to take myself out to lunch. And this is why solo travel is so incredible because you have to face these fears. You have to face these limiting beliefs come up. You have no choice. You cannot avoid them. You are forced to face them. And that is the beauty of being alone. (laughs) And in this moment, I realized like, yeah, I'm allowed to take up space. I'm still paying these people. I'm still a customer. I'm a paying patron, right? I'm allowed to be here. I'm allowed to take up space. And on top of that, and on top of that, I was sitting there eating my meal, just looking at all the people around me, looking at all of the people passing by, all the people in the park that I was overlooking, all the other people in the restaurant. And I just recognized that everyone here is just living their life. Every single person here is just living their life in their own head, doing their own thing. No one is focused on me. I'm not the center of attention. I know in my mind, I think that I am the center of everybody's world. (laughs) That's our ego. That's my ego. But that's not the reality. The reality is that every single person is just focused on themselves, focused on what they're doing and living their own life. And ultimately, we are all just like fragments of each other's minds at certain points in time. The people that saw me die dining alone in Edinburgh are probably not thinking about me at all. And so that's what I was reminding myself as I was sitting there. I was like, no, I'm not going to let these fears and these limiting beliefs ruin this experience of me being in Edinburgh in Scotland, where I've always dreamt of going, having this amazing lunch, drinking an Aperol spritz at two o'clock in the afternoon on my first solo trip. No, I'm not going to let these fears and these limiting beliefs rip me from the present moment of enjoying this experience that's unfolding in front of me. And so in that moment, I worked through all of those fears, all those limiting beliefs. And it was liberating because you recognize that you are not the center of attention. No one is focused on you. Everyone's focused on themselves, just like I was focused on myself and what people were thinking about me. If I'm feeling insecure, obviously other people are too. And so when you are solo traveling, you just really recognize that at the end of the day, no one's thinking about you. No one really cares about what you're doing. And this liberates you and gives you this sense of freedom and it gives you this new sense of confidence. And capitalizing off that, the third thing that you gain from solo travel is a new sense of confidence and a higher self-esteem. My confidence and my self-esteem and just my overall well-being absolutely skyrocketed because I was forced outside my comfort zone 
and therefore I was forced to grow. I was forced to eat alone. I was forced to travel alone. I was forced to take public transportation in foreign countries alone. I was forced to meet new people alone. I was forced to have conversations with strangers all by myself. I was forced to grow and in those moments, you can't help but have a new sense of confidence develop. Because it's in these moments when you are stepping outside your comfort zone where you create a new space for yourself to thrive. You create this new space for yourself to experience expansion because you are putting yourself in these uncomfortable, uncertain, and unfamiliar situations where you are given the opportunity to grow and you are forced to grow. I ate alone majority of the time. I went on hikes all by myself. I walked around all by myself. I I did a 10-hour tour to the Cotswolds and Blenheim Palace where Winston Churchill was born. I did that alone. Everything I did was essentially alone minus the days I was in the hostel where I made friends and did things with them. But your sense of confidence just truly skyrockets because you're forced to step outside your comfort zone. And as I always say on this podcast, outside your comfort zone is where all the growth occurs. And when you are doing things on a trip entirely alone, and when you're traveling alone, when you're dining alone, when you're going on tours alone, when you're meeting new people all alone, you are faced with this opportunity to let go of all these fears and all of these anxieties and all of these worries that you might be unconsciously fostering. And when you're facing them, you liberate yourself from them. And when you liberate yourself from these fears that you're holding on to, you create this space for expansion. You are able to grow. You're able to thrive. You're able to recreate yourself and your thoughts and your beliefs and your habits in a new way. And this is probably one of the biggest things that I'm so grateful for from solo travel is this new sense of appreciation that I have for myself and this newfound sense of confidence and this higher self-esteem that I have that I honestly never thought I'd truly experience in the way that I'm experiencing right now. Solo travel really just has given me this new mindset and this revelation to not give a fuck. (laughs) And when you start fostering this mindset, you have more confidence, you have a higher self-esteem because you're no longer burdened with all of these fears and limiting beliefs because you face them. And when you face your fears and when you face these limiting beliefs and you finally surrender to them, you free yourself from them. And this creates such a higher sense of confidence, more appreciation towards yourself, and just this overall higher self-esteem. And the fourth thing that I learned from solo travel is that you learn to enjoy your own company and you learn that being alone does not mean that you're lonely. I spent probably 90% of my trip alone minus the days where I was at the hostel and spending time with the friends that I made and doing things with them, but I had a blast I had so much fun being alone. That was one of the things I was scared about. You know, when I boarded the plane to go to London, I was sitting there thinking like, what am I doing? Like, what on earth am I thinking right now? What am I going to do for eight, nine days alone in a foreign country all by myself? I'm going to get bored. I'm going to be so anxious and bored and lost. (laughs) And to my surprise, it was the exact opposite. I absolutely loved 
being alone. And I didn't feel lonely once. Even when I was sitting at a table for four at a restaurant all by myself, I didn't feel lonely because I had myself. And that is something that you realize in solo travels that you don't need anybody else to have fun. You don't need anybody else to entertain you. All you ever need is yourself. I think being alone, especially traveling alone, is the most empowering feeling in the world because you're showing up for yourself. You're taking care of yourself, you're prioritizing yourself, and you're hanging out with yourself. And you learn to enjoy your own company. And I think this is one of the biggest things that most people struggle with, is that people have a really hard time with being alone. And I know I did. I've struggled with this numerous times in my life where I was terrified to be alone. Hell, that's half the reason why I stayed in my relationship way past its expiration date, because I was terrified of being alone. But once you embrace being alone with open arms, you realize it's not scary at all. And you realize you're not actually lonely. You just had these fears that you would be lonely. But the moment that you embrace being alone in its fullness, you are gifted with this opportunity to really show up for yourself in new ways and to take care of yourself and prioritize yourself without thinking about anybody else. And it's just this incredibly eye-opening experience to go through because ultimately you realize that the relationship you have with yourself is the most important one. And if you're not okay with being alone with yourself, then it's going to seep into every other area of your life and create all of these attachments to things. And so if you are someone who struggles with being alone, I encourage you to go travel alone. Take it from me, I was also terrified. Like I said, I was sitting on the plane, heading to London, thinking, what the fuck am I doing? Like, Audrey, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? You're gonna look like a fool doing all these things alone. But it was the best experience ever. I had so much fun. I was alone majority of the trip, and I really had so much fun. I went on hikes by myself. I hiked Arthur's Seat in Edinburgh in Scotland, and it was stunning. Highly recommend that if you're ever in Edinburgh. I took that tour to the Cotswold, which is also stunning. It's all these little quaint villages in the countryside of England, and I honestly wish I could live there because it's all these houses that are covered in vines, and it's just really beautiful, and I can't wait to go back at some point in my life. But the last reason why solo travel is so awesome is that you have the freedom to do whatever you want to do because you're not locked down to anyone else's schedule or time frame. You can do whatever you want, when you want, and how you want. You don't have to abide by anyone else's schedule or time frame because you're there alone. You get to make the decisions. You get to decide how your day unfolds. A lot of people kept asking me what I did, like, what'd you do? What'd you do? What'd you do? And honestly, I didn't do that much on my trip. You know, normally in the past, I'm one of those girls that makes, you know, a 10-page itinerary. Like, we're going to do this, 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 and this. And this time, because I'm in this new chapter of my life where I'm just trying to go with the flow more, I didn't have a full itinerary. Yes, I had train tickets bought and some ideas of things I wanted to do and some tours booked. But other than that, I really just winged it. I just kind of went with the flow of things. I walked around all of London and Edinburgh and just explored the cities by myself doing whatever I wanted to do. I went to some coffee shops. I did some people watching. I laid in a park in Edinburgh in like the center of Newtown for like two hours one day simply because I could. 
simply because I could. And then another day when I was in London, I was walking back to my hotel after exploring the London Eye, Big Ben, Westminster Abbey, and just that entire area of London. And I walked past the Westminster Cathedral and I thought to myself, hmm, it's right here. Like I might as well pop in and just explore the cathedral. And so I did. I walked in and started appreciating all of its history and all of its architecture because it was absolutely stunning and the artwork as well. And Next thing you know, I noticed all these people kind of walking into the cathedral and then the next thing I knew, a whole mass was starting. And so I just was like, you know what? When in Rome, you know, let's just embrace this experience. And I stayed for the entire mass. <laughs> and I'm not even religious. I mean, I, I'm Catholic. I was confirmed. I was brought up Catholic, but I don't really practice my religion all that much. I'm more spiritual in nature rather than religious, but it was an awesome experience and I'm so glad that I stayed for the mass because now I get to say I went to a mass at Westminster Cathedral in London. And so like I just did random things like that throughout my trip. I just kind of explored each city and wound up in different places doing different things and I really was just trying my best to immerse myself in every situation that I was in and fully embrace it for exactly what it was and it was just absolutely fabulous. So that's another thing that's beautiful about solo travel is that you just really have this freedom to do whatever you want when you want and how you want to do it because you're the boss. <laughs> But anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope that this inspired you in some way or another to either look into solo travel or, you know, book something. Again, check out the show notes for resources on your astrocartography chart to see if maybe there's somewhere in the world where you should visit that's going to help you in your love life or your career or just, you know, helping you boost your sense of self-esteem. And if you have any questions on my itinerary or where I stayed when I was in London and in Bra, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'm happy to share that information with you guys or give you any tips or tricks on solo travel in general. I would be happy to have that conversation with any of you. But as always, thank you so much for tuning in and be sure to do one thing to prioritize yourself today. You are the most consistent thing in this life, so take care of yourself. I love you all so much. Please be sure to rate, like, share, or subscribe to this podcast. And if you're listening, please tag me on social media. Tag me on Instagram at Align with Audrey B. So I know that you're listening and I can shower you with some love because I appreciate every single one of you. But thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you guys soon.